It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, welcome to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe, the creator and host of this award-winning show, and it's my aim in every episode to help you find ways to improve your e-commerce business. So thank you for tuning in. And I'd love to know how the show helps you. So you can do that via social media. So we're on both Twitter and Instagram. And there, if you if you just post about the show and use the hashtag ecom master plan, so E-C-O-M master plan, then, uh, then I'll get back to you and I'll, we'll grab that and we'll, we'll retweet it and all the rest of that good stuff. So yeah, it'd be lovely to know what you think. Some of you have been letting me know what you think of the show via the Apple podcast rate and review system. So a big thank you to all of you. We've had quite a flurry of these reviews in recently. So um, last week I shared a review from Canada because we had a Canadian guest on. Um, This week I'm going to share a review from the US because we've got a guest from the US, in fact from New York on the show today. In today's episode, I'm talking with someone who balances the the desire to sell via their own website with quite a luxury product against the sales that you can achieve via Amazon FBA. So there's a lot of content about both. We talk everything from influencers to Amazon FBA to product creation, selection, identifying your target markets. There's lots of good strategic advice here and quite a bit of tactical too. Before we get into that though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Do you, like me, have a bit of a software tools habit? Well, I love a good tool and the impact it can have on my business. For me, a good tool is one that solves a problem we have, that can save me and my team time, that improves performance and where the price is 100% worth it. That's why I've always got an eye on the latest tools to appear on AppSumo. Not heard of it? AppSumo is a site where you can buy key software tools for your business once and own them forever. For example, we use a tool I bought from AppSumo in 2020 for $49 to schedule all our Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts. In fact, whilst creating and promoting this very episode, me and the team will have used at least 10 tools I've bought from AppSumo. I'm a big fan. So go on, check out what's on offer right now by going to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. That's ecmp.info slash A-P-P-S-U-M-O. And I bet you'll find a brilliant solution for at least one of your problems. Go to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. And now to introduce today's special guest. Kevin Arutia is the founder at Chester Travels, a D2C suitcase brand. They launched in 2017 and in 2019 did $1.5 million in revenue. Hello, Kevin. Hey, Chloe. How are you doing today? I'm good. Um, I'm 
interested to find out how you got to 1.5 million in what I would think is a very crowded space in just two years. But before we get into that, how did you get into e-commerce in the first place? So I got started in e-commerce. So back growing up, I guess, I wanted to do my own startup and then do my own business. So after college, I went to I went to San Francisco to do uh, basic work for a tech startup. And I was working there at Mint.com. And the reason why I went to California was because when I was growing up, I was reading all the articles I was reading, like TechCrunch, for example, was a good blog back then. And everybody was moving to California. And I figured I wanted to do something with startups and tech. And, you know, basically I wanted to go with all the entrepreneurs where people were saying, oh, you got to go to California. Anyways, I was there for about four years. Uh, I was working at Mint.com. I then went, for, went to work for another startup, which is great. It sort of, it sort of re, re, reinvigorated what I wanted to do, which is a startup in my own company. Um, so I was there for a bit, but then eventually I moved back to New York because um, that's where I'm from. And then I started in e-commerce um, after my first business, which is a cleaning company. But then I was really saw this craze of FBA, Amazon FBA, really starting up. Everybody was doing it. I was watching, listening to all these podcasts. I figured, hey, I could do this too because I already had my first business that's kind of running and I was wanting to look for something new. Um, so then I was talking to Wilson and he was actually also doing e-commerce as well. Um, so when he was doing e-commerce, e-commerce, we started thinking about a product to do and he helped me launch my first e-commerce business, uh, which was, uh, I was doing Montem at that time and that's a hiking company. So we were running that for a little bit and that gave me like, a great insight into e-commerce. Um, so when I was doing that, I basically, we did like almost everything from product sourcing to shipping to finding PLs to like figuring out how to import product from China to US, figuring out how to sell. Uh, we were doing like retail shows. We were going out to like outdoor gear events to pitch our product. We were doing blog reviews, YouTube reviews, kind of like that's really like my first intro to e-commerce. And it was like literally from not knowing anything about it to building it yourself. And I always tell people like, that's like, I, I really liked it. And I thought it was interesting that you could sell a product. Um, considering the reason why I liked it was because my first company was very like service-based. So like you only got paid when you did the service, whereas product and e-commerce was like, you can have one person selling thousands of products at a time and it doesn't really cost you that much more money. Um, so that's kind of why we wanted to do e-commerce. And then that led us to then starting Chester, which is what we're talking about today, our, our second e-commerce company. and that really came out of um, kind of like we were talking before, FBA was great, but what was happening about the FBA and sort of that market was that it was really competitive because our product was about 30 to 40 bucks and the cost of entry was really low. So a lot of, there's so many competitors, like basically after a year or so, the top 10 for like, let's say trekking poles was everybody doing the same thing we were doing. Uh, it doesn't cost too much money to get started. So we were looking for, we still wanted to do e-commerce, but we're saying, okay, we made some money. What's another product that we can sell that has a high barrier to entry that we know that people won't just do as to just like test? Because with e-commerce now, you kind of see like it's the price point war. It's like if you're a really low product, it's a price point war. Um, so that's why we wanted to do Chester. We're like, okay, okay, what is our advantage? Okay, cool. Let's think about we have some money. Let's do something that's custom and completely new. And at that time, we saw all these luggage companies be coming up and people talking about, oh, luggage, luggage, luggage. And we're just like, I mean, like similar to what, how I think about, like, I was tell people like, oh, like, how did you do trekking poles or hiking poles? How did you do cleaning company? I just said like, I don't, I'm not really a cleaner. I've never, I'm not really too much of a hiker. I hike, but like, I thought, well, hey, there's opportunity there. I want to do it. Like, I've always wanted to start my own business. And I always tell people like, 
people are like, oh, like you got to follow your passion with what you're doing. I'm like, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think my passion is growing a business and growing a company. It doesn't need to be that specific thing. Um, whereas like you look at the top companies, like, you know, like say Uber, right? Travis, the CEO, he was never a taxi driver, like, but he runs the biggest taxi driving company in the world, right? And I was like, I think people sometimes get confused because you obviously if you have passion and you love it, you might like it more. But for me, my passion is starting a business and growing a company and then seeing that grow. That gets me excited. And whatever that is, it's like, it could be an industry that I think makes sense. And I always tell people like, um, at least for me, for e-commerce is a great example. It's, I always look at, are people actually buying this product? What's the search volume on Google? What's the search volume online? Because it shows that there's demand and there's competition. If it's a completely new thing, then you're going to have to educate the market. And that's in itself really expensive to do. So you get a lot of money. Um, but anyways, that's kind of how we got into Chester because we saw the market. We're like, there's not that many competitors out there. No one's really talking about luggages because it's pretty expensive to make once you sort of figure it out. Um, and then with the luggages, we wanted to do something that was unique and custom. So we spent about six to seven months just designing the first prototype for the carry-on luggage. And that's like a long story into Chester. <laughs> Wow. Um, well, we're, we're going to come back to lots of questions about um, about what you've just been telling us in a second, but I just want to cover off the uh, the key facts, I guess they are, about Chester before we go any further. So where in the world is Chester based and where are you selling to? Yeah, so we're based all in New York City. Um, right now I'm in Brooklyn, but yeah, our main headquarters is in, is in New York City and we sell everywhere. Um, when I say everywhere, we mainly sell USA. We're trying to sell to like Canada too, but um, we can do Canada from our website, um, but if we're selling like on Amazon, it's just purely right now USA, but through our website, we can sell anywhere. It's just that the shipping is really expensive. So sometimes we tell people like, it's not really worth it. It's that luggage is pretty big to ship. And then if we sell like outside the US, you got to pay all these importation fees. So we're looking to get warehouses in like other countries, but it's, it's, we're so young right now that we don't, we just don't have it yet. There's probably quite a bit of growth capacity still in the US before needing to worry about that complexity, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, like, if you look up, like, the volume for luggages or, like, carry-on luggages, it's, like, massive. It's just, like, crazy. Even for us, we were actually surprised about how many we could sell. We're just like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> And um, you mentioned that you're selling on FBA and your own website. Anywhere else? Um, really, those are the two main channels. Um, we do, like, our website is is through WooCommerce. So we have like a custom WooCommerce website that we designed. We do Amazon. Um, but this year, we're also going to be starting doing more retail as well. Um, retail from the experience with, with the other company, Montem. So we kind of know how that's like. And I tell people like, what's people always asking like, oh, what's retail like? And for us, it's like literally just making a list on Excel of like all the stores and just saying, hey, you want to come and buy my product? I want to show you an order or a sample and then check it out. And then if you want to buy, you get a PL. So when you say retail, we're not talking about you opening your store. We're talking about you wholesaling to other retailers. Yeah, wholesaling to other like local uh, travel stores or local like retail stores. Yeah, and certainly if it's anything like the UK, uh, it's kind of like luggage seems to be one of the one of the sectors where you still get a lot of unique stores. You know, one-off stores selling it. So it's not like you've got to try and fight your way into a nationwide chain. You can just go to each of the specialists. Yeah, there's like even here, like in Chinatown, there's like so many luggage stores. We're just like, it's crazy. Like, because I tell people like luggage, people buy so much luggage. It's like a really crazy industry about how much luggage people just buy. And and then every year they're buying new luggages, which is wild. But yeah, like we see that too. Like we'll go down the store and we're just like, 
I can't believe this is a store full of luggages. Like even if you go to like the like an airport, it's like you see Samsonite and Tumi. You're just like literally luggages. Yeah. I never understand why there's luggage being sold airside. That's that's so interesting too. We, I always think about it too. I'm like you're literally in a luggage. You're literally in an airport. Like you're about to travel. How would you buy luggage? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like you've already checked in what you're going to check in. How much more luggage do you need at this point? And that's the, that's the thing I'm always like interested too. Like, but like. But it's one of those things, like you probably know, it's definitely like just branding. It's like, it's worth say, hey, you're traveling. Let's associate our luggage with traveling every time. So uh, You mentioned it's a WooCommerce site. So are there any particular uh, widgets or plugins you're using with that, which you'd like to recommend? So for WooCommerce, what we're doing is uh, basically we, we have a standard shop, uh, standard uh, WordPress theme. Uh, not WordPress theme, sorry. Our WordPress theme is custom. We, we had a design with a company out here in Brooklyn. Um, we're using the WooCommerce plugins um, for that. And then we're also using uh, MailChimp is a really, really big one for us, which is the email marketing and just sort of uh, pop-ups and reminders. We love to use that for people. Um, another plugin we're using is called Automate Woo. I think Automate Woo is now part of WooCommerce, but Automate Woo is, is that, that sort of email capability of, hey, did your order get refunded? Did your order get returned? Um, your order got shipped? Or like, hey, did you forget to check out with a discount code? Um, those are the plugins that we're using. So those are the core plugins that we're using. And then sometimes we'll be using like um, another big plugin that I love using for all the companies that I work on is Talk. Have you heard of like Talk.to? It's like a live. Oh, was in T-A-W-K. Yeah. yeah, the live chat function. Yeah, yeah, I love the live chat. I, I tell people all the time, like, you should be definitely, a lot of, I talk to a lot of founders and they're like, oh, I don't want live chat. I don't want to talk to people. I'm just like, that's a great way to know what the problem is with your site or even with like your product or what questions you're having. Um, it's of course it's like I understand like yes it's annoying like trust me like yeah people ask like random ass questions but like it's a great plugin and I love it yeah what does your team look like who how, what are you doing in-house for Chester and what are you outsourcing yeah so for Chester everything we're doing so our team for Chester is about three people um, the only thing that we outsource I guess is is obviously the manufacturing of the product but then we work with another 3PL company to import that into the US and get to our warehouse. And, but then anything else from marketing to design to uh, running the business is all in-house. Um, so basically once it, and again, we also help talk to our factories and suppliers about shipments and sort of what colors we're gonna make. That's a really big thing that we focus on is colors and sizes, but then everything else is in-house. Yep. So we try to run like pretty lean internally because we're just like, a new company and like we have a lot of experience from just a like, previous running a previous e-commerce company that we know like sometimes like you don't really need to do too much during the day when stuff is kind of up and running and we should really talk about the product so you mentioned that you'd you'd had all this fba experience at the 30 40 price mark and it was like right there's it's too the waters are too crowded here let's go find our blue ocean and for you that was was a category which i would have thought was fairly well populated um, and, and hard to enter, which I guess, as you said, it was high barrier entry. And you've really gone in at the high end. So what made you decide to go after the $200, $300 luggage market? So we wanted to go to that market because we, obviously it's like to make a luggage is pretty expensive and we just couldn't, for us, we were looking at the numbers, the cogs, like we're, we, either, we just couldn't figure out how to make it cheaper. And that's the biggest thing. It's just like, it was really expensive to make one luggage. And we could, of course, cut costs on like some of the materials, but we wanted like a specific type of luggage and shell. Um, our shell is custom made, our interiors are custom. 
our zippers are from like YKK zippers, which is like they make like the most popular zippers. If you look at like our top of a luggage, um, they make a C so that all that's all custom. So we, re- we really wanted, we didn't want to go, what I was talking about before was fighting with like a low end product because that would be a race to the bottom. We really want to say, hey, look, we're making a quality product and it's going to cost money. So we really made a good this conscious decision to say like, we want to be um, priced pretty premium because we know that we're spending a lot of time making it and we don't want this to just eventually just keep lowering our price. And I'm guessing that going into a much higher price point market, you did a little bit more customer research than you did with going when you started Montem and you were just selling $30 hiking items? Well, I, I mean, we were just looking at the search volume. Like I'm like really big into like SEO and sort of uh, looking at like the search volume and keyword volume. That's like one of the things that we always look for for any product that we're thinking about. I just saw, basically I saw kind of what you were saying before was like, there was like really low price points that you would see. Like, like you go to any sort of like 40, 50 luggages. Even for that, I'm like, whoa, how are they making money? And like, you look at the luggages, they're like really ugly and designed poorly. But then you would have like your other spectrum, which is like Samsung and Tumi, which a piece of luggage would be like a thousand dollars. And we're like, and then we're just like, wow, like this is crazy. Like, how are they charging a thousand dollars when it doesn't really cost that much to make? Um, so then we're like, okay, let's go to the price point where we think people will be happy with. So now the 200 plus to like 400 plus price range. Um, and that's kind of really what we thought about it was like, Hey, if we introduce a, pr- a product that is a medium tier with a good quality, we think we can yeah, dominate from the bottom from people that don't want like a cheap luggage because cheap luggage is the people know that they get ruined in one or two years. Or, and also they're not willing to pay for a Samsung or two me yet because they don't have that much cash yet. So that's really where our mentality was. Product market research was just us just thinking about it and saying, okay, cool. Let's go do that. <laughs> I love love your honesty on that front. And it's, you know, when you when one goes to your website, it's clear that you are a kind of an image first brand. It's about the quality, it's about the finish. So that I think to probably to many of the listeners will slightly jar with having FBA as a key channel. So did you ever think, well, this is going to be a fairly luxury product? So how does it fit on the Amazon platform? Yeah, so good, good question. Yeah, so yeah, basically, we categorize us, ourselves as a luxury item, um, too, even for Amazon. So, and the thing is, I think a lot of so this is why we, I think for us that helped really well was a lot of these luxury brands such as Tumi or Samsonite aren't on Amazon, but people are looking for them because Amazon, at least in the U.S. It's such a like almost, I mean, I don't know what the status right now, but almost 50% of sales come from Amazon. So for us, we say we want to use that as an advantage saying like, if these luxury brands aren't on Amazon, but we know based on search volume, people are looking for them. We want to appear for that. So obviously I tell people like doing your keyword research and your backing keywords, add in some competitors that you know people are looking for and you'll show up. So then they'll be like, oh, wow, what's Chester? Like it looks almost as good as this high-end brand. I want to buy their product. So you have to like look at your advantage on that because if people are looking for an Amazon and you're not there, someone else is going to buy it. So we want to be on there too. I guess when you said said initially about there being a high barrier to entry, I guess it, you were kind of looking for a a product category that isn't being shouted by every FBA expert out there because it, it's a big industry, isn't it? FBA advice and starting up in FBA. And, and I don't think there's anyone out there suggesting you go after a luxury luggage item. <laughs> no, no, exactly. That's the thing is like, hey, luggage is a great product. And, and and everything that you just said are why it's a good thing to do on Amazon. Like all these big companies, 
aren't on Amazon because they're just like, oh no, we're too good for Amazon. We're luxury. But then you're realizing that we don't, we, we want to capture people. There's people in that market that want to buy a product that's good like ours, high quality, good, and they don't want to buy a Samsung or two, for example. Yeah. So it works, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and you mentioned about what colors you're going to make. Does the, does the colors, do you have to keep that up with the trends and what's, you know, literally walking down the catwalk? Uh, yeah, the colors, I mean, like the colors is probably the number one thing that people love for the luggages. Like the pink one is probably one of our best sellers. Like the pink, that like light pink one, the blue one, people love that one too. And then our black one are our best sellers. But for trends, we kind of just, yeah, we kind of just look at, it's similar to what we just look at. We're like, oh, what's a cool like startup color that people are talking about now? That we want to do and then we'll get samples and make it so or people just ask us like hey do you have this color or hey do you have this like teal and it's like oh cool we don't have it yet um but like making new colors is like we would love to make tons of colors we will request it but like to get a minimum po it's like really expensive so we're just like okay like we'll have to wait so we just released um even just in the last year we were selling the carry-on luggage we just released the other two sizes and that like almost two years after we started because we just didn't have the cash to fund those new molds. And so that's why. Gosh, so for the first two years, it was just the one size. Just the one size, yeah. And then we just came with the big ones because people kept saying like, oh, so it's like one of those things where we didn't do it because we didn't have the cash, but then it's also because customers were saying like, hey, I want a set. And now sets are like a big thing. It's it's like, it's what people talk about in e-commerce, like increasing your AOV. It's like, okay, cool. Like now you're gonna buy a $500 item versus like a 200 item, which is great for us. So, and then the great thing about the luggage is too, is when you ship them, we tell our, our supplier, just like stack them inside the big one, inside the, the medium one, inside the small one. So it's like one box now, yeah. So you can, you can literally get three items over for the for the container space of one. Exactly, yeah. So like it's like some cost savings there too, which is great for us too. Yeah, because it's it's a big item, isn't it? To have to shuffle through the postal system or to get over from China too. Yeah, it's a, we always do you ship you can't do it through like air freight it's air freight would also be way too expensive and like for like very little items so we, we have to plan our inventory really well yeah which is a a challenge and the more colors and the more sizes you've got the bigger the challenge becomes that's why like sometimes we're thinking about like hey let's only make some of our best-selling colors uh for the time being because we know those always sell and and then those are the ones we'll send out to like influencers to promote and you mentioned influencers because that's what I was going to get onto next is obviously you've, you've got the sales coming through the FBA, but for your own site, what are you doing to drive sales of luggage? Because as we've discussed, it's a high price point luxury item. So bidding on luggage on Google ads is not highly unlikely to be the way to oh, success. Yeah, no, it's too, it's way too expensive. I mean, you probably know what I mean. Like if it's too expensive, I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my background is so our background is like an SEO. So for Chester, we do a lot of SEO. Um, right now in Chester, we're getting about 70 to 80K organic visitors a month. And we were just basically thinking about what's a good keyword strategy. It's similar to what we were talking about before is, is how do we get people to just even recognize or even know our brand in a way? And then we think about SEO is there's so much traffic around SEO. Like, for example, some of the keywords that we think about are ranking for right now are like best flight tracker. People are looking for uh, flight tracker apps. Um, let's say you're a Delta Airlines. So when you're looking to fly through Delta L Airlines, people, a common keyword or search term is what are the sizes of Delta Airlines ch- luggage bags? So then we write con- literally like our content is like airline name times luggage size. And like we just have <laughs> tons and tons of, yeah, it's like tons of content there. Yeah. Um, and then we interlink. And of course, 
we tell people like in the top, we say, hey, the recommended luggage is Chester. So then we promote them then, we send them back to our product pages. Um, so we do that. That helps with like organic traffic, SEO. And then um, oh, we'll also do influencer too for like Instagram. And then, so influencer, it's interesting because I think about it as two ways. It's obviously the Instagram that people think about right now, but also think about it as um, the YouTubers that we work with too. So with um, influencers, what we do is, in the beginning, when we first started Chester, we literally just message people on Instagram saying, hey, we'd love for you to test out our product and we'll send you a free uh, luggage. And I tell people like with Influencer, we've had really good success with Chester. And the reason why I think it, it is, and it's my thinking is, a luggage is that if people, we have a good, I always tell people, we have a good luggage. So definitely check it out. But if they really like the luggage, they'll use it every time on their trip because these influencers love traveling. So then, then they'll keep posting more content of the luggage too because they're constantly using it. Versus, let's say for example, you're selling like a protein powder. They'll post it once, they're never gonna use it again. So your your like longevity of the content or the product to that influencer is short lived. Where for us, if they like it, they'll keep using it and keep tagging it, and that, that's why it's worth it. Well, yeah, it's like a, a the the protein shake. They may show pictures of your protein shake again, but it's probably the shake yeah. in the Nutribullet canister with no packaging anywhere near. Whereas, you know, as almost the stock repetitive image of the of the travel Instagrammer is, it's me and my suitcase going somewhere else. It's me and my suitcase again because they need that. We are actively traveling. We're actively doing stuff. Thing so genius. Yeah, and that's why that's why I think it works so well. We're like, oh, how are you getting these influencers to give so much content? I'm like. First of all, it's a good product. Obviously, number one thing I was people like, you gotta have a good product. And then it needs to make sense with the influencers. Like these travelers are traveling all the world around. They did they need a luggage. So it just they always bring it with them. And we like that. Um, another big thing for us influencer-wise is is we partner with a lot of like YouTubers and and bloggers to review our luggage. So depending on the product, I would talk to founders, depending on the product that you have or the item that you have, the number one thing I always tell people is like, your product name, the, the second most searched, let's go back to Google. I was thinking about Google and how people think about it. It's going to be the first search term is going to be your product name. The second one is going to be your product name reviews. So you need to work with these influencers and bloggers to make sure that you have enough reviews. That way people trust your brand and trust your product. So I always tell people like, what is your go-to market strategy? It's how do you send your product to people that are going to post online reviews? That when a new customer searches for your brand name reviews, they're going to see the reviews that um, you work with that shows that you're actually a good brand and a good product. I always tell people like, you want to control your narrative, narrative online. Um, so you need to be up there and work with these influencers first, unless you want a customer to be angry, pissed off and write you a negative review. And that's the first one that shows up. I like it. That two-pronged strategy there. So so whilst many people would just say the whole thing is influencer marketing, there's you've got very clear aims with each one. With the Instagrammers, it's about giving them the product so they just love it and carry on posting it all the time. But then with the kind of the more content in influencers, it's the get the review. So you take so you get the bump from being on their site, but you're also getting that SEO validity too. SEO and also just like uh especially with a product like Chester, which is like two hundred dollars plus, like people are not going to buy on the whim. They're going to do research. So you need to make sure that your content on the web affirms that you're a good product. And for us here, like we never leave it the chance. We're actively reaching out to people saying like, hey, we think you should review our product because we think you would love it. And then it's about like, it's all strategy. It's not like, I tell people like marketing or just running a business is like, you, it's never a chance. It's, it's like you actually have to think about what's going on with the consumer too. 
E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your contact lists, send memorable emails, automate key messages and more. Way, way more. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. Do you, like me, have a bit of a software tools habit? Well, I love a good tool and the impact it can have on my business. For me, a good tool is one that solves a problem we have, that can save me and my team time, that improves performance and where the price is 100% worth it. That's why I've always got an eye on the latest tools to appear on AppSumo. Not heard of it? AppSumo is a site where you can buy key software tools for your business once and own them forever. For example, we use a tool I bought from AppSumo in 2020 for $49 to schedule all our Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts. In fact, whilst creating and promoting this very episode, me and the team will have used at least 10 tools I've bought from AppSumo. I'm a big fan. So go on, check out what's on offer right now by going to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. That's ecmp.info slash A-P-P-S-U-M-O. And I bet you'll find a brilliant solution for at least one of your problems. Go to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. Fight fraud with intelligence. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Kevin, you ready for the top tips? Yes. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? So, the book I would recommend, I'm not sure, have you heard heard like The Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. So, he he actually has a really good book. Um, It's called The Way of the Wolf. Um, It basically teaches you how to sell and how to uh, influence and, and, and influence other people into believing what you have to say or sort of um, in, in how you're going to sell your product or items. I think it's a really good book on just psychology and selling. Um, the movie is good too, but like the book is actually like one of the best books I've ever read. Like my friend told me about it like last year and he's like, you should read this book. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. And I was like, oh, well, he's actually a good book. He gives you like really great lines to use when you're like, even like for us, when I'm selling, I mean like, for us, we're doing a lot of retail sales, like over the phone. So it's a really good uh, strategy on how to sell them to believe your product, especially when they can't see it. And it gives you tips, tips and tactics to sort of keep that conversation going. Um, so I think I think he does a really good job there in the book. Okay, cool. Um, and then the traffic top tip: Which marketing method do you either prize above all others, or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I love SEO. I think SEO is probably the best traffic source or the best way to drive uh, to drive growth to a business. Um, it takes time, of course, but I think once you sort of start getting the traffic, your brand name starts, your brand name bo- search volume just keeps getting higher and higher. Um, and for me, I love paid because uh, I do paid stuff as well, but I still think SEO is a great way. And I think most business owners, if they don't realize it just takes time, like 
for Chapster, we're talking about like our traffic that took about two years to get to there, right? And now we're now we're reaping the benefits of it. But for the first two years, we're just like pumping links into content, content writers. So um, I think it's I think people realize that uh, SEO is a really great traffic source. Okay, and the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? I mean, the best app I think is probably Slack. Of course, everybody says Slack, but the reason why I like Slack is morely, more for the integration it has of like all the notifications. So for Chester, we integrate with like the Slack WooCommerce plugin where, hey, every time you get a new order, we get a notification and that feels good. So it's a good, cool new order. And then we can check the customer and we're like, okay, cool. Like they bought like a set. We're like, oh my God, another set. So it's exciting. <laughs> I love how many of the uh, the e-commerce world are addicted to updates every time they sell something. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh my God. It's, so, it's, it's still so exciting because like I tell people, it's like, it's so weird when like someone buys something you make and it's like, it's... I was like, actually, random tip. I was like at the airport once, and I saw someone with Chester, and I was just like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like, like, wow! Like, like uh, someone actually has our product. And I went to uh, the one thing about this. I was like, I was like, "Hey, like, that's my company," and they're just like, "Okay, cool." I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "I was so excited," but you weren't too excited. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I, I, I still have a desire to be on a train one day or somewhere and either see someone, well, see someone reading one of my books, which has become ever harder to do now. Everyone reads on their phone or, um, or on a Kindle, but one day maybe. One day, yeah, I know you're saying. Even for like. So we have a podcast too, and people email us, and that feels good. Like, oh wow, someone's actually listening. Yeah, yeah, you can see all the stats. Is like when someone actually emails. Yeah, that's the thing. Too. Like we actually get an email. Like we just got one today. Like on Facebook, someone's like, "Hey, you have a really good episode last week." And I was like, "Oh, it feels good." And I showed my team. I was like, "Oh, it's good." Yeah. <laughs> okay, then the uh, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? I would say the number one tip for someone like that is to really focus on does your product have product market fit? And the way I think about product market fit is look at look at where look to see if people are actually buying this product. And I always something like look at keyword planner, look at Google. Um, that's going to help you sell your first item. Um, if you're selling a product that no one's heard about, of course, everyone wants to be unique, but I think that's much harder to do than. Uh, going after an, going after an industry that you know there's actually competition because that means there's actually buyers. And that doesn't mean to say like don't make something unique. I think you just need to be prepared for that uniqueness with cash and experience. Um, unless you can actually go like raise funding. But for me, I'm all bootstrapped. So I always go for the products or items that I know there's volume because that's going to help me enter the competition more, uh, the market more easily. Excellent advice. Well, Kevin, before we say goodbye, could you let listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yeah. So like I said, my name is Kevin Arutia. I'm on Twitter. It's just twitter.com forward slash it's Danis, I-T-S-D-A-N-E-S-T. And then you can just check us out at chestertravels.com or email me just kevin at chestertravels.com. That's where you can find me. Nice and easy. Um, well, look, Kevin, thank you so much for sharing so much about the the journey of the creation of Chester Travels and your philosophies. It's been really interesting. So um, thanks for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. So you have it, a luxury brand selling both via their own website and 
via uh, Amazon FBA. And for all the right reasons, I think, listening to Kevin there, lots of lots of good advice for him, from him, especially I thought around the uh, that influencer piece and how he goes about picking his markets and picking how he's going to run the business. Fascinating to chat to him. Now, look, to get your hands on the show notes from today's show, including the top tips, links, and details of related episodes, then do head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you will find a link to this show and all those details. Thank you for tuning in to this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. If you liked this episode, then make sure you check out episode 275, where Shannon Fitzsimmons from Oh So Curly talks about her micro-influencer marketing campaigns. I think fits really nicely with the influencer marketing tips Kevin shared in this episode. Kevin's traffic top tip was all about SEO. So here's another recommendation for you. If you want to get your ears around some of the latest SEO tactics, then make sure you're subscribed to my brand new podcast. It's called Keep Optimizing. And you want to be subscribed to that because episodes six to 10 are going to be all about SEO. They're going live in August. So search for Keep Optimizing on your podcast app and subscribe so you get them as soon as they go live. Back here on this show, as you know, I bring you a new interview every week. And I do that because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their business. So please do tell the other e-commerce business owners you know all about the e-commerce master plan podcast because I'd love to help them too. I hope you have a great week. Keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.